now if you're going to the gym just to show people that you are big and you are strong yeah um and you have big muscles but you can't even scratch your back whereas <laughs> someone you Alhamdulillah wa salatu salam ala rasulillah amma ba'd Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu And welcome back to Beyond the Member podcast I am your host Muhammad Basaeed And today I am joined with a special guest Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen I have with me Ustaz Hassan Ali Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu How are you doing Sheikh? Okay. Alhamdulillah I'm good How are you Muhammad? I'm good Barakallah okay. Fik InshaAllah Today um, I want to talk about uh, InshaAllah Ta'ala uh, the Islamic perspective of being healthy and mm-hmm. exercising. And just for the people, for the viewers who are watching at home, wondering, I've chosen you to do this yeah. for a reason, mm-hmm. right? So I want to talk about a bit of your background before I ask you any questions. Is that okay? No problem. So um, you went and studied in Riyadh, alhamdulillah, yep. in the Faculty of Sharia, correct? Yes, I did. Prior to that, what did you study? Okay, so prior to that in the UK, um, I studied sports therapy at Coventry University and part of that study for people who don't know what sports therapy is it's more like sports physiotherapy so you're treating people mm-hmm. uh, you're treating injuries you'll learn a lot about nutrition about anatomy and physiology Mashallah. Um, so I did that I finished my degree uh, then I went to Egypt and then after Egypt I came back uh, then I got accepted into Riyadh Alhamdulillah Mashallah Egypt in Medina Mashallah and how was your time doing obviously you did that in um, you studied that here yeah. uh, that was uh, ex- uh, sorry Sport and sport, sport therapy. Sport, so sports therapy. Okay. Um, in that you have a lot of sports and exercise modules. Oh, so sure. you'll study a lot about the body, a lot about the biomechanics of the body, a lot about the physiology of the body, the nutrition, how to supplement the body, how to help with the strength and conditioning of the body, um, what things help the body, what things are detrimental to your health, so on and so forth. So there's quite it was quite vast. So there's a lot of topics that you study in there mm-hmm. um, that are to do with health and well-being. Mashallah. And when you were in Riyadh, mm-hmm. I, I understand that I've been told that yep. you were still like he kept it with you, you know, because you've had this love of sport and, and yep. being uh, active. Yep. Um, so part of my background, I used to I used to be a runner. Um, and then when I got into Riyadh, I think my second year, I was working as a as a sports physio for the local teams, for the judo and the basketball teams. Mashallah. Um, alongside that, we were also part of a running club. So we used to um, do. We used to have like some running. Um, we used to have some competitions rather. So I used to be a four hundred meter slash eight hundred meter runner. Mashallah. Um, and we used to take part in a few competitions here and there. So alhamdulillah. It was, so yeah. you, so the viewers know that I've got the right person speaking about <laughs> you know exercise and healthy eating, inshallah. And obviously, you know, when you're in the masjid, we're always talking about this, and I'm always trying to get some advice from myself. Yeah. I mean, I know uh, that you've been trying to get a few of the staff members to join the gym, you know, <laughs> before <laughs> yes. Ramadan, after Ramadan. So alhamdulillah. So this is really important what we're going to talk about. So the question that I want to ask you first is in terms of the deen. What does Islam say about healthy eating? Okay. Healthy eating. Um, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said, when it comes to the Muslim, the Muslim eats in one stomach, and the non-Muslims they eat in seven stomachs. Hmm, um, there are many ahadith, but from them, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, even when we look at the life of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and his companions, where he mentioned how to eat um, and the way we should eat and what 
uh, is good for us. For example, he وسلم, he said, eat enough to straighten your back. Um, again, showing that we shouldn't overindulge in certain uh, eating habits. And also, he وسلم, he said, if you do, if you are overtaken by appetite, then leave a third for food, a third for water, a third for air. Again, showing that eating healthily or having certain substances that will help your body to do what it needs to do, that is the goal, that is the primary goal. It's not to indulge, overindulge and to get to a point where it's difficult for you to take part in your worship, to take part in your daily activities mm-hmm. or to go about your daily affairs. Jazakallah mm-hmm. khair. Now, the, 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 the stuff you mentioned obviously talks about quantity, yep. you know, overeating. Mm-hmm. You know, and filling the stomach too much. Uh, now, in terms of quality, because you know, Subhanallah, we live in a time where food is so accessible, yep. and every other kind of social media account or YouTube page is all about vlogging about eating this yep. kind of food and that kind of food. So the quality of food is what is uh, maybe what we deal with the most today. So the Prophet ﷺ, what kind of food did he encourage us to eat? Okay. What kind of food? So from the diet of the Prophet ﷺ and the companions there, it was a very simple diet. Okay, the staple foods usually like dates, which are very nutritious, uh, give a good amount of energy, even milk. Okay, milk was classed as a meal for them. It wasn't something that was just drunk. It was, rather, milk was a whole meal. So if Spam. someone drank, me- uh, drank milk, it was like they were actually having a whole meal. Um, also from those things that the Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned or he liked was uh, honey, also vinegar. So we see... Even from the seerah of the Prophet they would go, it's reported in the hadith that three months would go by without even a fire being lit in the house of the Prophet to show that that there wasn't actually that much food because of the state that they were in. It was very simple food. Mm. But again, you see with the companions, the simple food that they had, it allowed them to do a lot more than what we obviously can do right now because we overindulge and it makes us want to do less. Yeah. Rather than having to actually do, wanting to do more. Yeah, subhanAllah. Subhanallah. It's, it's we're it's a it's a test, you know. Yep. And this thing, Alhamdulillah. I mean, now, um, you know, all this stuff has an effect on your body, what you eat, right? Let's just say you are what you eat, type yep. thing, and has an effect on your spirituality as well. You know, you become lethargic and lazy when you overeat, and we see it happening, especially during the month of Ramadan. You know, if you had a big iftar, you know, we talked about that. People in the video that was was done about how to behave in the masjid during tarawih. You had a big iftar. It's hard for you to stand. You're belching, you're burping, you're gassy and stuff like that. Now, what I want to ask is physical aspect, spiritual aspect, but also mentally. How does food, you know, what you eat and how you eat ex- yeah. affect you mentally? Okay. There have been many studies done. So basically, one of the main hormones that we have in our body is called serotonin. That affects our mood, it affects our appetite, it also affects our sleep and just our daily functions that go on in the body. And that um, is produced in the GI tract, which is the gastrointestinal tract. What this basically means is if this, what you are, basically your brain, if it is being given good food and good fuel, then the rest of like your emotions and the neurotransmitters that go from that are produced it will be a lot more healthy and it will affect your mood in a good way in a positive way Mm -hmm. Um, studies have found when people for example in japan when they were having a traditional diet regard as 
regards to people who are, for example, in the West having diets that consist of processed food, they found that people in Japan actually had tw uh, 35% less depression wow. than those that were in the West. So again, it goes to show that if you are basically what you eat, so if you eat yeah. good and you're eating healthily, it helps and you're doing those things that are good for you, like physical activity, it will have a positive influence and a positive, um, yeah, a positive influence on your mind and body. Jazakallah khair. Now, I started with um, food, obviously, because, um, and I, get, I don't know if, if this is even true, anytime people want to start working out or getting into training, mm -hmm. almost every trainer says to them, you know, Start, it's all about the diet. Yep. You know, it's like almost all of it is the diet. It, yep. it doesn't matter if you're in the gym for two, three hours, four hours, and you're working all, but and you're eating, it's just so bad. Mm -hmm. It's all about that. So I started with food first. Now I want to get into talking about exercise. Yep. Um, what does the religion of Islam speak about when it comes to exercise? Okay. Um, exercise is something that is from the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. He mentioned certain sports like swimming, horse riding, also archery. Because why? Because they build strength and they are they help have an active role in the body in terms of making it stronger and making it. Uh, do much more in terms of your worship and your daily activities. Now, when we look at the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he sallallahu alaihi wasallam he raced with Aisha radiallahu anha twice. Mm -hmm. And the first time he raced her, he lost. Okay, <laughs> and then the second time he raced her, he won. And he said, "This is in return for the first time when we raced." Again, showing that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam even he would wrestle awesome. with the companions. Yeah, yeah one co one of the companions he was wrestling, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam wrestled him and threw him on the ground. Again, showing that it, it takes a very important role in our religion because a Muslim is needs to be someone who is strong, someone who is fit, someone who is capable of looking after not only himself, but his family and his community. Mm. Um, and again, showing even if we look at, we were talking about Hajj yesterday. Yeah. And from one of the main things is to, that a Muslim should be shown as he is strong. Why? Because when the Prophet sallam, they came okay. and they were doing tawaf around the Kaaba and the the kuffar of Quraysh, they were there. The Prophet ﷺ, he told his companions, do ramal, i.e. walk at a brisk and a faster pace um, in the first three circuits of the Tawaf. Oh, Why was this? Because they had traveled so far and they didn't want to, the Prophet ﷺ didn't want his uh, companions to be seen as weak, but rather he wanted to show that we have unity, we have strength mm. and we are Muslim and something that is important is to have strength. Mm -hmm. So he did that and he told them to do that to show that actually we are strong and we are able to do things that people might think that we are not able to do. Yeah, subhanAllah. And you know, the, the, the thing that I, it gets me thinking sometimes is obviously, you know, we at this time where we're living in the Muslim Ummah, We've got, uh, depending on you live really, but mostly in the West, you know, you have to create um, time to exercise. Yep. Uh, you know, people work in office jobs, whatever, but the companions, they were, everyone was like physically active, yep. you know, didn't ride the bus, didn't do like, when I'm pretty sure you've been to Egypt and you probably rid, yep. uh, went on a horse in Egypt. Mm -hmm. Your whole body needs like strength in yep. order to ride a horse, you know, and to do stuff like that. So that was like a daily routine, daily thing for them. And us, we need to create this time to be active, yep. you know. So what I want to ask next, next is we, you touched upon um, horse riding, uh, so archery, yeah, archery yeah. swimming wrestling as well are these the main sunnah sports? So these again, when it comes to, for example, if we look at wrestling, 
right? Your all your muscles in your body, the majority of your muscles are being activated because it's one of those sports. For example, if you compare compared it to other sports like uh, jogging or you know something else like uh, I don't know football or basketball, it's not as strenuous as wrestling is. Even if, I don't know if anyone has done wrestling but for those few minutes that you wrestle you are completely exhausted, exhausted. because you have to use every single muscle and every single tendon there's a lot of strain on your body mm-hmm. whereas certain sports they are predominantly using certain muscles more so than others so for example in football you'll be using your quads and your um, hamstrings so on and so forth more than you would be using your chest for example mm-hmm. um, so obviously these kind of sports they are from the sunnah why because it gets you or it gives you the most of what you can get out of doing that sport mm. so by doing that sport you're going to be activating all the muscles you're going to be building those muscles you're going to be forcing them under certain strain obviously when the muscle is under certain strains um, that's what helps it to grow that's what helps it to get more resilient and to get stronger i mean and they're, and they're practical you know yeah and they're, they're practical once you've learned that skill and you're and you're capable and that skill, again like you mentioned you are someone especially for the for the brothers able to protect your household your family your wife and your children so what well, i want to so this talk about strength now there's a hadith uh that's mentioned of when people talk about exercising and, yeah. and being being strong and it is that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the strong believer yeah. more than the weak believer but there's khair in both of them there's yeah. goodness in both is what is the strength that's been talked about in that okay. hadith now the scholars when they they do discuss this they say obviously a physically stronger believer he is more beloved to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than a weaker a physically weaker uh, believer why because the physically stronger one he should on paper be able to do a lot more i.e he should be able to um you know he'll, he'll have the endurance to be able to do those things that will help him i.e in his worship you know in his daily activities in helping his family and you know when you have the intention to help your family and to do all of these things and you're using that strength for it obviously you are getting rewarded for the intention mm. of what you're doing um however they say a physically strong believer in his faith is obviously better than the one who is stronger in his body why because if your heart is weak i your faith and your iman is low but your body is strong and you're not able to get up for the fajr salah yeah then there is no need there's no point in you having a physically strong body yes but if you for example had a weak body but your iman is strong and you are a strong believer in the sense that you are able to wake up for the fajr you are able to do those extra sunan and the nawafil um, and those extra acts of worship then obviously you will be a better believer than the one who looks like he you know he's very strong but he can't even lift himself up from his pillow when the time of fajr comes yeah. okay so again when it comes back to as we know in the religion one of the most important um, aspects or one of the most important things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he looks at is our heart this hadith says that there's a muscle of flesh in the body if it is upright then the rest of the body will be strong and upright but if it is crooked and weak then the rest of the body will be crooked and weak not only do we take this spiritually but we can take it physically, physically. as well mm. so if we look at it physically we know that if you have a strong and healthy heart and your body is, you will less likely have uh, ailments or you're less likely have injuries or certain things that will hinder you from doing certain uh, certain activities. Whereas the one 
who has uh, unhealthy heart, he's obviously going to be going through a lot of problems. A lot, you know, it's very easy for him to get out of breath, high cholesterol, all these kind of illnesses that he might have that will hinder him from his daily activities, from his salah, from his worship. And then also when we look at the spiritual side of it, the heart, if you have a strong heart and it is, you, you have high iman, it is easier for you to do those acts of worship which are beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the two go hand in hand, mm. not only spiritually but also physically. Yeah, yeah, I know it makes a, a lot of sense, subhanAllah. I mean, I remember during Ramadan, it, it, this was talked about as well amongst the brothers. You know, you have people who quote unquote don't miss leg day, yeah. but taraweeh is hard, akhi. you know, <laughs> no. like to stand. You have the uncles who are 78 years old and they're able to stand up for the whole night. Yeah. And person who's like 20, 21, 22 in, in his in the young age and he's, go, he's been going to the gym for like almost let's say two years and he's you know he's physically fit but he's unable to stand you know and it, it is again coming back to you know the heart first and foremost you know and and then equipping that together with a healthy body and being physically able and physically strong because i know brothers who say you know after going to the gym it strengthens their prayer they're able to stand for longer you know but again it needs to be accompanied with the heart now um that you, I was going to ask you about that being in, tied together with um, having uh, physical strength and ibadah, but obviously it does go, like you mentioned. Hand in hand, yes. Yeah. So now, um, what I want to talk about is nowadays, um, there's this whole gym trend, you know, gym trend, going to the gym and, and every person is, you know, has a workout being... <sighs> I want to say, because I know you, you, me and you've had this discussion yes. about, you know, physically looking, you know, fit, but then also being strong is a different thing. Yep. You know, someone could be like muscular, but physically being strong, you would, you would, you were telling to me yep. is he would be, he wouldn't last, let's say, for example, in a, in a wrestling match or stuff yep. like that. So I want to talk about that. How does that trend, how's that trend affected um, Muslims today? Mostly what we get now is people, it's all about body consciousness and your image of what you portray to others and how other people look at you. And more often than not, we see a lot of um, people who go to the gym, they want to do it for certain reasons, you know, to get fit or to maybe attract people of the opposite gender, so on and so forth. Um, whenever we do anything it's always important to remember first and foremost why we are doing it we're doing it obviously to have the intention and the sincerity that we want to do it to Allah uh, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to get closer to him yeah okay um and this is actually going to help facilitate us in our ibadah in our worship in our daily day-to-day -day activities however now if you are going to the gym just to show people that you are big and you are strong yeah um and you have big muscles but you can't even scratch your back whereas <laughs> someone you know whereas someone for example he has strength and he might not look physically as aesthetically big or you know as pleasing as, as someone else might yeah but he is able to do a lot more for example he can carry his shopping he can you know carry his bags do so on and so forth whereas this person he'll walk for two minutes and he'll get out of breath carrying something mm -hmm. right so again with the trend that we have got going it's more to do with how, what your body looks like rather than what your body can actually do mm. right so we need to always remember why we are doing it is so we can enable our body to do a lot more than it could do previously but if we are just building our muscles 
and previously you could scratch your back and you've got bigger muscles and now you can't you've actually gone back backwards backwards rather than going forwards yeah and 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 you know that's really it's more like you know fu- the functionality of it isn't yeah. it instead of what the aesthetics are yeah you know and um yeah i get that you know and understand you know and, and the brothers you know and sisters or people they want to look good but if you if you want to look good then it should be also be able to you know to 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 be functional as well yeah and you've even convinced me because at first when we were having this conversation I was you know all about you know I need to look to look good you know because it it has effect on yourself you look good you feel good you know Mm -hmm. but if you look good you feel good but that's that's where it stops then what's what's really the point Uh, okay so now still sticking on to the people who are going to the gym Um, supplements Mm -hmm. yeah taking the taking of supplements and steroids okay um when it comes to steroids, number one, they they are not allowed in our religion. Aslan is haram to take steroids. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, ila tahluka, that do not uh, cause by your own hands destruction to yourselves. Okay. Now, there are many studies um, in Western medicine and from Western researchers that have seen the effects that steroids take upon the body and the toll it takes upon the body, i.e., for example, it can cause a strain on the heart. It can cause many other problems high blood pressure so on and so forth obviously if you are taking them for a long time Mm. um, and you are doing something it's like a quick fix to get bigger and to look good or to get bigger muscles but rather it's not actually physically helping your body in a healthy way okay okay so there's been a lot of um, studies in this a lot of research obviously with the commonwealth games and all of the this that going on the committees they have banned certain substances and steroids why because they're not good for your uh, body and they their performance enhancing drugs they will they will enhance your performance but they are detrimental to you in the long term and obviously we have to look at the long term it's not just a short-term fix that we want yeah um when it comes to supplements for example if you're taking protein or certain things that will uh, help or aid in muscle growth there's nothing wrong with it um people like to be a bit more natural but obviously if you're going to the gym and you need you know you need protein just to get your muscles you know to feed that energy to your muscles then it's not a problem taking the whey protein or the powder whatever it is that you are taking but obviously steroids in our religion is not something and i think for the wider community as a whole in the west steroids is something that is frowned frowned upon it's not something that is looked at as a good thing so we should try try and stay away from it as much as possible so we we would say that if someone was taking a uh, steroids they're falling falling into haram yep, and they will be sinning yep now um apart from eating and exercise what other ways can we take care of our body because you know there's 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 a lot of things that are being introduced into looking after people's um physical health and mental health you know people who who meditate people yep. who do breathing exercises mm-hmm. you know are these things that we can do or do we already have these things in in the in the religion okay so in our religion something that is tadabbur which is contemplation mm. is very heavily emphasized also which means that you do contemplation about the khalq about the the khaliq about the creator about the creation why because when you look at all of this you know 
that we were sent here for a certain purpose and that is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now from the from the other ways that we can actually help our bodies is by attaching ourselves to the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whether that be by azkar or by reading the Quran why because he subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran that verily by the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do the hearts find rest now when we look at the most two most in, uh, important components of the body Islamically it is the heart and the soul mm-hmm. right and by reading the Quran what does what effects does this have on the heart and the soul it causes it to be in a state of uh, contentment right and if you ask anybody if they were rich if they were you know poor young old you know what whatever they are what is muslim non muslim what is one thing that everyone always wants and the one thing that everyone always comes down to the common denominator that everyone wants in this world is to be happy yeah right everyone regardless of where you are i want to be happy regardless of how much millions you have in your bank and when we look at the quran and the effects it has on your body and the heart and the soul that verily it brings it into a state of contentment and peace and when you have these two ingredients that is an ingredient for happiness no. ingredients for success so that is one thing that we would say to our muslim brothers and sisters please attach yourself to the remembrance of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to the quran and see how it changes your life you know there's a very big difference between the one who reads the quran or the one who remembers remembers uh, remembers allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the one who doesn't fadhkuruni azkurkum that remember me and i will remember you yeah. and if you, you know sometimes we want people certain people i was thinking about like, and it brings a smile to our face you know we're happy that our, uh, our those people who are beloved to us they are remembering us you yeah. know or i thought of you and it'll send a text and be like oh you know you get really happy yeah yeah right but what about the creator who created you the one who provides you the one who sustained you gave you all of these you know gave you all of these blessings first kuruni as kurun remember me and i will remember you you know sometimes we want a certain famous person to take notice of us or you know a certain someone to you know we want to be important in their eyes yeah you know we want to be the one who's important right but when you're important of the lord of the world what more do you want and we always i think we always this gets lost in translation a lot because we think you know um, it's not important but it's the most important most thing important. something just comes to mind um and it's about again going back to being strong and 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 doing um uh the physical acts and to give to give yourself some strength inshallah i'm just going to pause for that then and we'll continue after you know something just came to my mind and um when you're talking about obviously the remembrance of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you know this is something that um i found myself when i am doing any kind of physical exercise or trying to find strength remembering allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives me that strength you know it gives me strength to to overcome whatever kind of physical obstacle there is um is there anything that can be mentioned about um the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then by remembering Allah, Allah giving you strength to do certain things. You know, just as a whole in our religion, when you remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you are closer to Him, He makes our affairs easier for us. Mm. Okay, So whether that be you doing physical activity or something and you remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you remember Him and you remember there is no might except by uh, except Him and there is no power except uh, by Him. Right, and he will help you get through that. So a lot of the times, um, when people do certain things and they'll remember Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, they'll say in the name of Allah Bismillah, mm. and the thing will become a lot easier for them to do mm. because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala He has made it easy for them to do. Subhanallah, Jazakallah Khair. Um, I've really appreciated you coming and speaking uh, uh, with me here. 
it's uh, it's been a blessing, you know, especially to take speak about things that you know that are that's that's not I wouldn't say trending, but something that we're dealing with currently, you know, especially the physical aspect of things. Everyone is looking for to be to be more healthier physically, mentally, and spiritually, and all these things uh, in a whole, like you said, can be summed up in wanting to be happy, you know. So I just wanna end there. But if you wanna give me any more final advice to the viewers that are listening, inshallah ta'ala. Uh, we can we can end here with that. Jazakallah khairan, Just something to take into consideration, obviously, when you are exercising. Um, we already mentioned this, but it is always important to have a clear intention of why you are doing what you are doing. Mm. Okay, uh, why we are doing it, because our time on this earth is very limited. Okay, we don't know when we will go. We don't know what's going to happen today. Right? Forget tomorrow. We don't even know what's going to happen this evening. Okay, which again goes to show as long as you have that intention and you have it right and you have it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That whoever feels, fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then he makes a way out for him. Mm -hmm. Okay, whether that be you going through personal struggles, physically, mentally, whatever it is. So it's always just important to have that intention correct because as the prophet said that verily actions are by intentions mm -hmm. so we don't want why we're doing exercise or why we're building our muscles to have it for the wrong intention rather it needs to be something that is done for the right intention and even if it just adds to that you know subhanallah you want to be rewarded for it right yep you don't want to be sinning when you're doing these things when you're trying to look after your body you want to be rewarded for it Zakhla, I really appreciate it. Inshallah, we'll end there, brothers and sisters. Uh, it's been a blessing to have Ustad Hassan here. I'm hoping to have him again for another episode. Uh, but until next time, uh, this has been Beyond Member. I'm Muhammad Basaid. Remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika shalhu la ilaha 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 il